0: 97.1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, let's explore the lyrics of one of the most mysterious songs in all of rock and roll The Wait by The Band. The song has rightly been placed in rock's upper tiers in terms of importance to the legacy of the genre. It's at number 41 in Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has it listed on their 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. When it was released on the band's debut album, Music from the Big Pink, in 1968, it did reasonably well for them, but it flew up the charts when Aretha Franklin covered it the next year, her soul version going to number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100. Jackie DeShannon, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and The Temptations all took a turn with the song around that same time and had varying degrees of success with it. But what does this song, with its surreal characters and biblical-seeming references, mean? That's a question that has puzzled rock critics and fans alike since the song was released. But before we head to the lyrics, let's talk a little bit about the band. An unlikely group of super musicians, multi-instrumentalists who each could sing and play different instruments, they were four-fifths Canadian and one-fifth Southern American. Drummer Levon Helm hailed from Turkey Scratch, Arkansas, and was one of the principal singers in the group. Guitarist Robbie Robertson, the band's main songwriter, hailed from Toronto. Toronto. The bassist with the distinct voice, Rick Danko, was born in Ontario, as were keyboard whizzes Garth Hudson and Richard Manuel, Manuel with a beautiful lead voice capable of going from a baritone to a falsetto in a way that made it seem easy. They met on the roadhouse circuit between Arkansas and Canada, and in the late 50s became the backing band for Ronnie Hawkins, a fellow Arkansan to Levon Helm, who had found success playing rockabilly music in Ontario. And they were dubbed the Hawks, playing night after night in bars, rowdy places where the band at times played behind chicken wire on the stage. After parting ways with the Hawkins in 1964, citing the desire to use their skills as multi-instrumentalists and songwriters for their own project, they found themselves hired as the backing band for Bob Dylan, who took them on his 1966 world tour. Afterward, they moved to Woodstock, New York, near where Dylan was living at the time, and where Danko, Manuel, and Hudson shared a house with Pink Siding that became the namesake for their debut album, Music from The Big Pink. Most of the songs had been crafted along the way during the Dylan World Tour, and the rest were conceived and demoed in the basement of the Pink House. While songwriting credit for the wait is formally given wholly to Robbie Robertson, Levon Helm later disputed that, saying that the song was fully collaborative. He said Robertson deserved about 60% credit for the lyrics, Manuel and Danko with 20% each, most of the music credit to Garth Hudson, and a small percentage of credit to himself for lyrical contribution. The original recording of the song is Helm on lead harmony, vocals and drums, Danko taking the lead on the fourth verse, singing harmony and playing bass, Manuel playing organ and singing harmony, Hudson on piano, and Robertson on acoustic guitar. So with that 60% adjusted songwriting credit given to Robertson from Levon Helm, by all accounts, the beginning of the song started with Robertson's inspiration. He was playing a Martin acoustic guitar, and one night he looked inside the body and saw the label saying that it was made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, where the company is headquartered to this day. From that, he drew the parallel to the home of Jesus in context of what he wanted to do with the song, which was to have characters unload their burdens on the song's main character in each verse. And the song starts with the main character asking the first person he sees in Nazareth about a place to stay the night, much like Joseph and Mary in the Bible, except they were in Bethlehem looking for a bed for the night and not in Nazareth. But, as Robertson has said, it all connected in his mind for the song's beginning. The lyrics in the first verse are sung by Levon Helm. It goes like this. I pulled into Nazareth, was feeling about half past dead. I just need some place where I can lay my head. Hey, mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just grinned and shook my hand. No was all he said. And then Danko and Manuel joined for the chorus. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Fanny. And you put the load right on me. Now, Robertson is a film buff, and there are parts of this song that he has in interviews credited to Nazarin, a Mexican film directed by Luis Bunuel, about a priest who takes a mentally ill woman and her prostitute sister on a religious journey, but manages to alienate everyone he meets on his journey, good intentions aside. Robertson says he jumped from Nazareth and the idea of an American company that made guitars in a biblically named town to Nazarene and the concept of a journeyman priest who couldn't connect his will to the people he encountered, a burden that couldn't be lifted. Robertson's short definition for this song is that it's about the impossibility of sainthood, and this certainly applies to the plot of the film Nazarene. As for the fanny in the song, we can trace her to a real-life person, Francis Fanny Stiloff, who owned the Gotham Book Mart in Manhattan, a place that Robertson frequented in the late 60s for its deep inventory of books about films and scripts. In that context, the load is the knowledge obtained in row after row of books, unloaded by Fanny to whoever bought from her selection. The song continues as Helm takes the second verse. I picked up my bag I went looking for a place to hide when I saw Carmen and the devil walking side by side. I said, hey, Carmen, come on, let's go downtown. She said, I gotta go, but my friend can stick around. Then Danko and Manuel joined back in for the chorus. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Fanny. And you put the load right on me. And here again we have Robertson going to a film for inspiration. This time, according to him, the idea of Carmen and the devil walking side by side is taken from the film The Seventh Seal by Ingmar Bergman, where a knight challenges death in a chess match for his life and then goes on a journey to do one good act while continuing to escape death until he does. So you have the continued thread of a person on a journey trying to do good, the burden of that a weight on the journeyman. Now, the next part of the song is where more real-life characters, friends of the band, come into play, according to Levon Helm, who also sings lead on the third verse here. "'Go down, Miss Moses. There's nothing you can say. It's just old Luke, and Luke's waiting on the judgment day. Well, Luke, my friend, what about young Anna Lee?' He said, "'Do me a favor, son.' Won't you stay and keep Anna Lee company? And then back to the chorus with that three-part harmony. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Fanny. And you put the load right on me. The character Miss Moses is interesting, because naming her this way continues on the biblical thread first alluded to with the location of the song taking place in a town called Nazareth. Some have said that Miss Moses is Harriet Tubman, who was Moses-like in her leading her people away from slavery, and this parallels the idea at the root of the song—people who want to do good, redemptive things and the burden of trying to do them. Luke and Anna Lee are most certainly real-life friends of the band. Luke was former Hawks guitarist Jimmy Ray Luke Paulman, who Helm knew from Arkansas— as well as Anna Lee, who was a girl that Helm grew up with in Turkey Scratch, named Anna Lee Amsden. He had a protective relationship with her, almost like a brother. So he's saying to his former bandmate from Arkansas, stay and keep Anna Lee safe while I go off on this rock and roll journey, which fits into the song lyrics that Robertson started based on booksellers and films, now with a southern twist. And next, Rick Danko steps up to sing lead on the fourth verse, where we meet a new character. Crazy Chester followed me, and he caught me in the fog. He said, I will fix your rack if you'll take Jack, my dog. I said, wait a minute, Chester. You know, I'm a peaceful man. He said, that's okay, boy. Won't you feed him when you can? And then Helm and Manuel joined to sing the chorus again. Take a load off, Annie. "'Take a load for free. Take a load off, Fanny, and you put the load right on me.'" Crazy Chester was another friend of the band, a guy who their old band leader, Ronnie Hawkins, would appoint to protect the guys and their gear when they were in Fayetteville, Arkansas. He was a wild man who carried a cap gun around and told everybody he was sheriff of the town, a self-appointed peacemaker on a mission to do good. Sound familiar with some of the other characters in the song so far? And then for the song's last verse, Helm and Danko duet. Catch a cannonball now to take me down the line. My bag is sinking low, and I do believe it's time to get back to Miss Fanny. You know, she's the only one who sent me here with her regards for everyone. Cannonball is a reference to the Wabash Cannonball, a train that ran from Chicago to Texas and was immortalized in song by Johnny Cash and many others. And Miss Fanny, well, as we know, she's the purveyor of a bookstore in Manhattan, the character who we started our journey with, who takes a load off of one journeyman and puts it on another through the covers of the books in her shop. The song ends with the chorus, once more sung in perfect harmony by Helm, Manuel, and Danko. Take a load off, Annie. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Annie. And you put the load right on me. Universally, the weight is hard to pinpoint. The song is more of a metaphor for the burdens of living and trying to act with reason and from a place of good in a world that sometimes throws up roadblocks to achieving that. The biblical references filter the real characters that the song was written about, and the films that inspired some of the imagery served as a jumping-off point for a uniquely Southern spit-take on human relationships, and how every move we make on our journey both alleviates old burdens and creates new ones. And in that, it's a song about life that hasn't been matched. Like a rock, the weight keeps pressing as it rolls down the hill, and down through time. And here's something else to think about. When the famous gospel arrangement of the song was filmed with the Staples singers for the band's The Last Waltz concert film in 1976, directed by Martin Scorsese, Pop Staples reportedly asked Robertson what the song was about to which Robertson is said to have replied, Pops, you know as well as I do. The band are one of the most influential groups to ever create music together, not just because of their mighty individual talents, every man a musical powerhouse in his own right, but because there was a special brew that formed in this collaboration between the Canadian rockers and Levon Helms' southern imprint that's as hard to define as the song. The band broke up in 1977, largely, in the rest of the band's view, due to Robbie Robertson's wanting to move on to other things. Most of the original members have now passed away. Richard Manuel tragically committed suicide after a 1986 gig in Florida in his hotel room. Rick Danko died of heart failure after years of battling alcoholism and drug addiction in 1999, and Levon Helm died of cancer in 2012. Garth Hudson and Robbie Robertson continue to make music, and Robertson also became a film soundtrack composer, working with his friend Martin Scorsese on films ranging from Raging Bull to The Irishman, as well as on other film soundtracks. The Wait was featured prominently in the 1969 film Easy Rider, and it's been in plenty of other films since then. The band were inducted into Canada's Juno Hall of Fame in 1989 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. And they received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2008. And in addition to Aretha Franklin's stellar cover of the song, everybody from Bruce Springsteen to the Black Crows to Chris Stapleton have done notable renditions. But there's something about the mingling of voices and notes from those five musicians, one from Arkansas, four from Canada, who made the unlikely journey toward and then away from one another on rock and roll's highway, that tells the true tale of the weight. You can hear the burden on them and share the weight in the song. I'm Chanda, and this has been Behind the Song. Follow me at Jandalane Radio on Facebook and Instagram, and at Jandalane on Twitter. Special thanks as always to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes on songs from Yes, Janice Joplin, and more classic rock and roll. Put the power of podcasting to work for your business. You can be part of Behind the Song and reach potential customers inside every episode. To advertise your product or service by sponsoring Behind the Song, send an email to podcast at hubbardradio.com now.